Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get healthcare for your team, submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you will have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait and sign up today at brokersarebetter.com. Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. I'm your host, J.P. Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors, and today I have my good buddy, Jason Turner, Navigator Mortgage Brokers. What's up, man? Hey, man. How are you? I'm good. I know we were just talking, uh, you know, fantasy football, fan duel, right? But you won your league, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, so at least you're winning this time of year already, man. You got a good win and you're going <laughs> to carry that momentum right into the year. I'm going to try. Yeah, that's for sure. Nice. nice, man. So everything's going good. You are having a good start. I know you won the league, but you're having a good start. Yeah. I mean, January has been solid uh, so far. Um, I've, I've, got, I've got some pretty good closings and I've also got a lot of pre-approvals. In fact, like, you know, I've been pretty busy this week. So nice. um, spring market is looking good and uh, mm-hmm. just hoping to keep that momentum going right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see the same thing. Um, it's uh, the pre-approvals are really picking up. You got to really believe doing the work now is going to hit at some point. Yeah. And to keep the sports theme going, what do they say? Day after the Super Bowl, spring market, you know, really starts popping off. Um, what area are you in? Because it's different. Um, I, I do predominantly, well, just Maryland for the most part, although cool. I'm licensed in D.C. I do a lot of you know, really the whole state, but mostly around the Beltway. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm a Philly guy. So, I mean, same type of area, you know, type of deal. So are yeah. you, what are you, are you a Commanders fan? What are you? Commanders. Yes. Yeah. Lifelong suffer. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's not easy, but I'm never going to change. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm half. My family is Washington fans. I was born in DC actually. Okay. And then the other side's uh Eagles fan. So, so I get it. All right. So it's nice to have a, an East coast guy here. Uh, on the on the podcast today cool 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 um let's get to know you a bit more tell everyone about you and really focus on on the mortgage industry right when you got in take us through your story until where you're at now yeah sure so i got in the business actually as a processor of all things and i was actually laid off unemployed and just called around and and called a a loan officer friend of mine and i was like hey man you seem to be doing well it's like you know i want to get in the business somehow so he called a couple friends and um, and actually uh, that turned into my first job being a processor where I was doing that for, I don't know, roughly eight months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you know, the we volume kind of came down a little bit at that time. And, um, you know, there was talk of cutting processing yeah. and one officer needed an assistant. So I was like, cool, I'll go work for this guy mm-hmm. and be his, his assistant. Um, and then that was a lot of new construction deals and some some purchases, but um eventually got to the point where they required assistance to get licensed too. So mm. I got my, my NMLS, I passed the test and um, in DC, Maryland, Virginia. And then I started looking around and I was like, man, why don't I just start originating? Like, uh-huh. you know, I, I mean, I, I needed something to do. So I just started calling realtors, you know, yeah. literally cold calling. Um, 
and that was, you know, that was, that was my, my retail loan officer transition, just mm -hmm. scraping by not making any money for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> what year was this? What year did you start processing? Uh, 2012. All right. So 2012. Okay. I'm trying to put it into perspective, right? Because like you just said, like people are like right now is a time where people are getting cut. So I'm yeah. trying to think back 2012. I got in 2011. All right. That makes sense. I'm trying to remember back my Wells Fargo days of that time. And I think that 2012 year was kind of weird, right? I think it was because I remember Wells was getting out of the wholesale. They used to be in wholesale. They got out. So that was a different year. So I'm just putting it in perspective for people, but go ahead. Thanks. So, I mean, I, from there I was, I was with uh, that particular company. I don't know if I can mention their name or not, sure, but um, it was Caliber Home Loans. Yeah. And uh, then I went to work for Fairway Independent Mortgage um, just because the grass looked greener and I wanted to get paid and, you know, yeah. all the bells and whistles and all that. Um, and then, you know, I, I honestly, I, I, I didn't really like have a, have a great time and like the way, the way the business was going, I was just like kind of unhappy. And that's when I started like listening to the rumors about brokers mm -hmm. and, and like seeing kind of what that was all about. Um, mm -hmm. And then eventually went to go work for one broker and and that was great i was crushing it with with rates and everything and then um ended up going with a bigger broker with a little bit more uh flexibility and then ultimately i was just like hey man i i you know i told the guy i was like i'm just gonna start my own shop like yeah. I, I i just want you know to control everything basically is what i was looking for um so i i did that um i actually got licensed like right when COVID hit Right. It was actually um, something that I was just terrified about. Um, and then, you know, what, actually having the business license, you know, for a while, I actually just still worked for the guy because I was just scared. But sure. eventually I just went on my own um, in 2020 and, um, you know, having looked back, I've been loving it. I love the autonomy, the control, uh, the flexibility, you know, everything that comes with being an independent mortgage broker. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great, man. I mean, uh, just thinking of your story, right? You've kind of, you've done the typical, you know, general path, right? Of getting into the mortgage industry, right? Like processor, LOA, loan officer, and now you're an owner. Like, I mean, if you think back, that's, that's pretty cool, right? I mean, you've taken it all the way. It's something to be proud of from starting from nothing being laid off to not knowing anything to now owning a shop. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something I'm proud of. I, I wouldn't change anything about it. Is it, is it a lot of work sometimes being, you know, a one man shop? Yeah, for sure. But I wouldn't yeah. change it for anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. So 2020 you opened up, right. You came from another uh, brokerage you said, right. Yeah. And you were scared. Like you said, we all were there. I was at correspondent lenders and I think I did the same thing, like behind the scenes, getting my license, kind of holding it. And sometimes you just got to rip that bandaid and, and here you are. But I mean, not to keep going on the, the broker owner type side, but a lot of advantages. Yeah, there's that stress there, but there's some good tax advantages. There's a, there's a lot of different things that, that go with it, which I'm sure you're figuring out more and more as you're, you know, uh, two, three years into it, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I've always been been intrigued by business in general and, mm -hmm. all, and entrepreneurship. Like, I, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of that in general. Um, I, you know, I have I have another business and I'm probably going to start another business on the side, too, just to have an, another LLC, mm -hmm. another iron in the fire, if you will. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's cool. So so you were broker before this anyway, right? Which is actually, it, it's very, uh, it's smart, right? To see a lot of people think, all right, they're in kind of that retail world. 
we're just going to open up a shop, right? I think it is smart for a lot of people to go with, because I mean, the AIM community is so, so tight knit. Everyone's trying to help you, everyone. Like if you're listening to this in your retail, it's maybe a good idea to go work for a brokerage in the beginning, right? And, even, and tell them up front, like, hey, I have a goal of maybe starting my own shop in the next year or two. Are you cool with that? And like just being up front. And I think most brokerages in this, you know, any brokerage, but in the AIM community is, is going to be cool with that, right? I've said that over the past few years. Like I went from retail right to opening up. I'm glad I did it, but it was tough. If I had to go back, I may just go kind of flip to a brokerage and then go from there. Would you kind of recommend that as well for people maybe looking to flip over? Absolutely, man. I mean, you know, for me, it was easy transition because I got to learn the ropes, like going mm -hmm. from retail to broker as a loan officer. Like I was like, oh, crap, what do I do? Like I, mm -hmm. I've never imported a 3.2 file yeah. and shop the rate and anything like that. I, I, I yeah. never did that stuff. Yeah. Um, but once I saw like how it worked, I was like, oh, like this is easy. I, I, mm -hmm. I got this. Yeah, well, let's talk about that real quick. So try to go back to your days when you flipped from retail to a, a broker, right? What were a couple of the different things? I don't want to say extra work, but there's a couple extra steps maybe, right? Depending on where you're at. Yeah. Was there, is there a couple of things that stood out to you that you're thinking of that like, oh, these are a couple different things from a tech technology standpoint, right? really, right? Like yeah. the 3.2 file. Right. Like, is there a couple things that you, you pull off the top of your head? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, when I was in retail, it was all one system. You know, all mm -hmm. we had was, uh, you know, we called it H2O at the time with Caliber or Encompass with, with Caliber, Fairway. Right. It was all in one, man. Like we had a marketing, you know, set up like outside of that, but it was predominantly like one system. And mm -hmm. so, you know, literally learning all the, the wholesale channel systems, you know, with the respective lenders, um, that, that was a, a big change for me. Um, and then just the actual processings, you know, was, was different, like the way that they had it set up. Um, but yeah, I mean, learning the logistics of it was, was, you know, the, the biggest, uh, change from, from retail to wholesale for sure. Yeah, And it's different no matter where you go anyway, everyone's going to have different processes, right. Or processes, whatever the plural, I don't know. but like yeah. a lot of people, uh, they'll flip from and whatever, like I'm not here bashing anything, but they flip from retail just to another retail company, right? You still got to learn the new processes there. So if you really think like being a mortgage broker is, is like, you got to look at it from a couple angles. Like what are the benefits of the benefits that outweigh, you know, the new processes you got to look to do. But even if you flip companies, there's a lot of changeover. You still got to learn it there anyway. So right. I, I wouldn't be scared is what I'm saying to flip right. to, to broker just because you might have to learn something new. It's all really the same stuff, you know. When you break it down, it's it's all it's all a ten out of three, man. Like yeah, you know, all all yeah you gotta simplify it and break it down. I'm with you. Yeah. What um what does your processing, uh, not actual processing, look like right now? Right, like what systems are you using? Could you take us through your stack? Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 using Arrive. Um, I switched yeah. to that last year, and I, I love it. I think it's amazing. Um, mm -hmm. I was using LendingPad before, which was fine, mm -hmm. um, but like visually the way that arrive was set up and how simple Visual. it is to use. It just made sense. Okay. And, and from like a growth perspective, like if I ever decide to hire a Lowe's or whatever, it's just really easy to go in and learn. Like mm -hmm. it, it's so intuitive. Um, you know, the dual AUS and you know, the, the point of sale system included, like it was just a no brainer for me um, to, to kind of like get rid of a couple other pieces. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm using a arrive right now. Um, and I use Homebot. you know, okay. I have, 
I have that system set up as well for, for follow-ups, which is amazing. The ROI is massive on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll, you know, that's, that's just huge. huge. Uh, yeah. We have HomeBot too. It's, it's one of the best tools out there. It really is. Yeah. And then I just have a uh, MailChimp, you know, good old, good old, good old yeah. uh, email marketing. Um, and then, you know, that's pretty much all I use for tech really. Although I guess I'm using um, recently, God, I forget the name of it. OSI express for some flyers because okay. realtors like that stuff. Oh, uh, oh, what was that called again? OSI express. OSI express. I'm just writing it down. Cause we'll take a look at it as well. Um, I think, I think what you're kind of hitting on is, and I think a lot of people need, need to hear this because especially right now where business is different and changing a bit, you're getting sold on a lot of different like new technology. Like that's when these people kind of come into play. Like, oh, we have to help these. And people are looking in new ways, right? Yeah. My opinion on a lot of it is go through them, but keep it simple, right? It's a confusing enough industry. So we try to keep it simple over here. And it kind of sounds like that's what you're saying. Arrives really simple, has everything there. Uh, Homebot simple. I mean, it's basically automated. The ROI on that's huge. And MailChimp, like we have MailChimp too. Like we create good content, MailChimp, that's it. Like don't overdo it. You have enough going on. Would you agree with that? 100%, man. I mean, you know, keep it simple. It, it works. Keep overhead down too. I mean, mm-hmm. let's let's call it what it is. Volume isn't like it was last year and the year before. So, I mean, the, the more simple we can keep things and also keep overhead down, like as a business owner, that's that's my goal. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a broker owner, you have you have two different hats. You got a business you're running. And if you're a producing broker owner like yourself and, and myself, uh, then you have to. So you have to play the both different hats, right? And maybe that's kind of what we're saying. Maybe go work with a brokerage for a bit with a plan of opening up your shop and learn, right? And AIM has a lot of info on that. I'm sure you would help anybody out as well. Cool, man. Nice. Um, so what does your company look like now? Is it just you? Do you have any other employees? Just me right now. I mean, I, I've hired uh, last year. I had processing. Um, actually, I had two different processors. One, uh, at, well, at the time, um, one I'm actually married to now. So nice. we kind of had to split that up a little bit. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, I, but at the moment, it's just me. Uh, it's I, I, I process all my, my stuff. I like to be hands on. Mm-hmm. I can do twelve files a month. Um, no problem. Like I was doing that and and, and being quite happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I may hire an assistant. In fact, I actually talked to a guy last week who's an intern in college um, as somebody who I could bring along. Um, he wants to get his NMLS. I can show him the ropes and just cool. kind of like, you know, have him be my assistant to take a small load off of me and, and yeah. also like t- teach him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Right now you really have to look at, I mean, we're talking about, okay, cutting expenses, looking here, looking there. But you also have to believe that, hey, spring market pops. You said you have a lot of pre-approvals. You got to plan for the future that, you know, you can't hire too late. You know, I've made that that mistake as well. So but that's tough. It's a tough thing to balance. You know, I go through it as well. Cutting here, but also making sure we're staffed correctly when it does pop again, because it will. It's all it's all cycles, you know. Yeah. So I'm with you. Totally. Let's um, let's jump into um, uh, your big VA loan guy. Right. Vetted VA. Right. I want to talk a little bit on the VA side. Um, but shout out to my buddy, Chris Griffith, good buddy of mine. Um, his beard came back very nice because uh, he had shaved it the one time. And now it's be- uh, he grows beards very fast, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I love the guy. I want to give him a shout out. Um, but let's just talk about uh, just v- VA loans 
as a niche of yours for right now, right? We'll get into vetted VA. But why did you decide to go that direction with the VA stuff? Honestly, like when I, the first interest that I had was just like, they were so easy to do just to be completely straightforward. And then I was like, you know what, if I can serve, you know, people and, and give them good service and good race and take care of them. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and like, as I did research, you know, I, I noticed like the predatory lending aspects of it that I didn't really like. So mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, let me, let me get into this niche. Let me give back. Let me, you know, create content as much as I can to help educate folks. Um, and, and, you know, ultimately I ran into to Chris and mm -hmm. um, he gave me the opportunity to join vetted VA like uh, two and a half years ago at this point. Nice. So, um, that's something I love. I'm passionate about. I love giving to, to that community um, and, and educating around that. And it, it's been good to me. Um, so, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm very happy and that's, that's where I'm going to stay. Nice. Nice. It's very self-satisfying uh, side of the business, obviously. I mean, you're helping, helping our vets or active duty, whatever it might be. Um, so it's, you can really win in all different ways. I say in this business, right. You're helping people out and Hey, you can make a, uh, yourself a good living as well. So yeah, I mean that, that VA side is great. What um, what I mean we see this all the time, but let's go over it again. What are a couple myths that that you hear out there that that aren't correct, right? In terms of the VA loan, I'm sure you got two or three off the top of your head. For sure, yeah. I mean, there's the old rolling in the closing cost. Yeah, that, yep. that, that, I'm like, no, oh, it's not really a thing. But here's yep. the, you know kind of how it works. Uh -huh. Um, and I have to explain why and all that. You know, of course, I'm sure you know. Yep. And then uh, the VA appraisal as an inspection, when it when it's not an inspection, it's mm -hmm. it's an appraisal. Yep. And they have to meet the the MPRs, you know, to, to qualify for the loan, of course. So um, th those are the, the two big ones, especially now with seller concessions coming back. Mm -hmm. um, or people will just contact me and say, hey, we want to roll in our closing costs. We don't have much cash, you know. And then, yeah. of course, I go into education mode, like how that works. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And, and the another big one in terms of seller concessions, like it's not capped at four percent. No, yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's a big one that you see all the time. I don't know where that even ever came from. Well, the VA, the VA loans it actually distinguishes between seller concessions correct. and closing costs. Yep. You know, so you have the four percent seller concession, but there's no cap on the closing costs. Mm -hmm. So it's the only loan that 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 defines what seller concessions are mm. and what they are not. And so that throws the real estate community off a little bit because they group seller concessions as one thing. And yeah. Yeah. And they're just not, are you starting to see, I mean, I guess you always kind of have, cause you, you've gone pretty hard with the VA, but are you the past couple of years, a lot of maybe listing agents or sellers, they would just say no to VA loans, right? We've seen that. Are you starting to see them come back a bit more? They're entertaining them more, right? Different yeah, market. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, we saw some pushback last year, but it, honestly, it wasn't really regarding VA. It was just like, hey, we've got a million offers here. How much are you paying over list price? Like, that's yep. that's what I saw in my area. Yep. Yep. Um, I haven't had any issue accepting a VA loan. I mean, if, if I honestly, if a listing agent calls me, I can sell them. Like, I can really sell them. And if mm -hmm. I have a good, good agent with me, too, and, and they know VA, then, you know, we can pretty much convince them if it's a solid offer. I mean, that's really what it really came down it to. It comes down to money, you know, at some point. But, hey, if a VA offers a little bit higher or in the same same uh, area of other ones, yeah, then you've got to sell them because, yeah, we're doing something for, you know, the veteran. And, you know, you got to get – because they are the best loan out there, in my opinion, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So so that's great. That's good to hear that it's, it's working out to, for you because – 
past couple of years, I've seen so much out there of, you know, screenshots. This is why, you know, they're blah, blah, blah. You, you've seen it all, but that's cool. So if you're a VA loan person, you do them, you know, you be prepared, be armed with that knowledge going into it to really help out. You got to do a little extra work is all we're saying, but it's self-satisfying to get that, that, uh, that veteran, uh, veteran couple into the house. So that's great. That's awesome, man. Um, if we're talking actual vetted VA, right? I'm not in it, right? But I know Chris well. I always yeah. say, like, I'm not a huge, it's not a big niche of ours, right? So I won't, I, I'm not in it quite yet because I want to be, you know, especially for Chris and the whole community, I want to be prepared for all the info, the tests or whatever you have to go through to get in, right? Yeah. Um, but tell us a little bit about how you can get into vetted VA because it, it's not easy. No, it's very difficult. In, in fact, um, you know, I, I was fortunate to just kind of run into Chris on Facebook and he, you know, we became Facebook friends and he kind of realized like what the marketing that I was doing. So he was already familiar with me. Um, at this point, if you wanted to get in, you would, you would, you know, kind of join the pros group that we have mm -hmm. and kind of get familiar with, with that. And, and um, you know, if you want to join, you can always reach out to uh, our respective people there, Chris or Nathan. Mm -hmm. Um to get started with that process to, to get started with the testing, the education. Uh, and, and that is no joke. Oh, like, yeah. Really difficult. Yeah. Um, As it should so. be right. You, you want everyone in there to be knowledgeable and it's just not a, like a lot of other groups you see where everyone kind of gets in. Like right. I saw Chris build that from the beginning and it's re really cool how they really stood their ground on, on the type of people that are, are coming into this group. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, people that are there want to be there. Like that, uh -huh. that's the bottom line. Like it's, it's not a leads group. It's people who, who want to be right. there to, to get back. Um, you know, and, and, and if we get business out of it, we get business out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a zero solicitation two rule group, right. no solicitation, no cussing. Yeah. Pretty that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, what's, that's, what's so great about it. Like in this group, it's education first, helping people first. And like you said, if you happen to get a lead out of it, good. That's icing on the cake. Right. But it's For not sure. the main goal. And that's what I love about about that group. You just don't see that too much, especially in the mortgage industry where it's it's money driven. You know, so it's really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah. Um, if we're going to move anything else you want to talk about vetted VA on, like how the community works a little bit more or. I could talk for hours on that, but to, to me, like the, you know, if, if anybody's watching this, who is a veteran, it's a safe place to get your questions answered mm -hmm. and, and not be solicited or hounded or called multiple times a day. And just to get like real actionable information is that's actually sourced from the VA handbook is, mm -hmm. is our overall goal. Uh, just to make sure people get accurate information in a world where some information is not. So, yeah, no, that's perfect. Very, very uh, well said. Let's uh, transition a bit to the marketing side of the business, right? Okay. I always say I have, I'll read it to you. It's on my wall. So every day is number one, how do I get leads today? You know, if we're talking the business side, number two, how do I sell those leads or, you know, show them how to get into our system so we can give them a game plan that suits them. And then how do I over deliver those leads today? Right? So what I tell my team is we can't do two or three unless we market correctly, because if we don't have leads, we can't, we, we, we can't do anything else. Right? right. We need the lead. Right. So what are you doing right now on the marketing side? So you have that you're staying in front of everyone, that constant flow of leads. So I do um, a lot of video creation with, cool. with um, one minute clips, especially recently um, where I just educate 
predominantly around VA, mm-hmm. uh, where I, I do I answer questions, I, I address pain points, um, you know, wh- whatever people are interested in, I, I create content around. Mm-hmm. So uh, video marketing, especially on on numerous channels and my website, um, where I, where I try to get the, you know SEO with with YouTube links to to my website if I can. Um, Google, Google business, my Google business page has been really good to me. Mm. I'm always pushing reviews there to, yep. to try to get um, more people to, to come to me. Um, I would love to get even more of that. I want to get, you know, all my business coming directly to me, obviously. Right. That's what yeah, I really sure. um, And then I do lunch and learns as well. Like, uh, you know, with the realtors that I know, or, or maybe even their friends, like I'm a big barbecue guy, right? Like I, I, I like to, do that, make brisket and ribs and mm. say, Hey guys, come on out. I'm going to talk about VA loans. I'm going to serve you some awesome food. Come on out for an hour. And it, it's been good for me. I mean, you know, I, I get deals out of it mm-hmm. and, and I help educate them. So when they have questions, you know, I'm the, I'm the first guy that they call to get those answers. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So yeah, let's break this uh, down a bit. If we start the video creation, number one, you're doing one minute clips, right? Because people's attention spans, I would think. Oh, yeah. Right. So one minute, I mean, 30 seconds could probably be fine as well. I mean, it just keeps getting smaller, right? But right. that's probably why you're doing short video. There's long form. I, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day. You know, you kind of tease them in that maybe have some long form. Who knows, right? Yeah. But that's probably why you're going that direction. Then where are you putting these videos? Uh, you mentioned YouTube, but where else? Uh, TikTok, Instagram, um, Facebook. Uh, I did, I've actually did LinkedIn a little bit recently. I heard that's good um, again, yeah. But uh, that, that those are my, my main ones right now. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. YouTube and the YouTube shorts. I mean, I hear uh, if you if you follow Gary V at all, he's been talking about YouTube shorts and LinkedIn. You know, that's where I heard LinkedIn coming back as well. So mm-hmm. I know that's big as well. Um, and like you said, it's more pain points, answering questions that you probably get a lot. I would think, right. Is most your content now. Are you planning this content out or is this very reactionary on a day-to-day basis? I plan it all out. Good. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my content day is, is Monday for me. All right. So I'll actually bring a bunch of different shirts to the office and then just change my shirt. So it looks right. like, or I'll adjust the camera angle or, or what have you. And then, so, so it looks like it's a different day. Uh-huh. Um, I do some stuff off the cuff. Like if I see sure. a question online, I'll do a real quick hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to create my content all at one time just to have it done. Um, yep. and, and I'll just have them. I use the captions app on my phone, uh, to, to, you know, get it recorded and I'll edit it and then, you know, post it and just kind of spread it out through the week. So I'm like constantly on video somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, content day is, is Monday. Well, for me, it was Tuesday this week because of the holiday. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I like to plan on my content and I actually do a lot of like research online to see what other people are talking about as well. Yeah. What, what are people interested in? And then let me talk about that. Like that's, that's what I like to see. What do the people want and what do they want to learn about? And then bam, here's my take on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting over the years, how, how much, and we'll just call it social media for now has evolved. Right. Um, you know, when I really started doing a lot of stuff and I still fall into the trap, you know, seven, eight years ago, it was really very reactionary, just staying out there. It's changed so much in the past even couple of years. Yeah. Uh, it's all about content, right? So what I really loved and what I'm stealing a bit from you, actually, is just the balance between having that content Monday, 
and then being reactionary when you need to be right. It can't be all reactionary. If you're running a business, you have to have a day where it's planned out and then spread out throughout the week. Right. So I would think if, if you're day, you're going on a weekly type basis, I would think, right. If you're doing a lot Monday or Tuesday, like you said, then it's for that week. And then you redo it the next week. Is that kind of what you're doing? Exactly. So, so I'll try to shoot three or four on Monday for the week, depending cool. on how much I can come up with to even talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of to tie embedded BA, like I see tons of questions on there. So I'm like, oh, that's a really good question. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'll do a video as an answer to their question and then double that as something I can share on social media. Like, nice. hey, so-and-so, here's the best thing you can do for this particular situation. Bam, content. Yeah. Now, how well produced are these videos? That's a question we get all the time as well. You're using captions, of course, right? Yeah. But how detailed, how much time are you spending editing? Like, tell us tell us a little bit about that. So very little, very, very little. Like I, I'll, I'll, if I'm using the captions app, um, I will look at the wording to make sure that it's spelled correctly. Yep. If I say someone's name on there, I'll make sure that that's spelled correctly. But then after that, I'm, I'm saving it and pushing it. Like cool. uh, I use, I have editing software. I use uh, Wondershare for film, uh, Wondershare Filmora, mm-hmm. um, and that's amazing. But it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And, and so you know, I, I've considered outsourcing that. You know, maybe getting you know somebody to help me with that. Um, but the the one minute hitters are so easy to do, and I can just bang, I can just hit it and go. That yeah. it's good for me, and it's good for what people want. Hundred so, percent. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Is what you're saying, right? Um, Simple. It doesn't have to be crazy well produced, but I mean, we have technology right in on our phone right now and it looks like a professional video for the most part in terms of clarity and, and things like that. Is that what, are you using your phone a lot for content or do you have a camera? How's it, how's, what are you using? Yeah. Yeah. My, my phone is predominantly what I create everything on. Um, I have a webcam that's, you know, 1080p HD. Yep. Uh, I use my phone. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. How cool is that? I mean, that's what I usually use. Um, mine could be a little bit more produced, but I'm kind of more going just, listen, I got three kids. I'm running like crazy. I'm like, video, blah, blah. have a good day, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are intimidated on doing video. And we're going to talk about this in a minute. Um, but you have to, and it's not that hard. You just got to take some action here. But all you need is a phone. You don't even necessarily need a mic. Like, can just have your phone and you can figure you can figure it out and start putting out the content right yeah i mean i started doing content you know years ago and it was bad man but i did it and then i got over the hump in my mm-hmm. head like I, mm-hmm. I i got comfortable and then i started creating better content and better content and got better at speaking on camera mm-hmm. and then when everybody started zooming i was just like oh this is easy i got i got this yeah um, yeah so yeah i mean and, and honestly like the best thing for me and my business from video has been not only the direct leads, but the networking, because, you know, I get people from other States who reach out to me with questions and they say, Hey, can you help me with a VA uh, construction loan in Florida? I'm like, no, but my buddy can let yeah. me give you the information. Uh-huh. And then bam, I've given a referral that will likely turn into a, a referral down the road. You know? Correct. Yeah. So what would you tell someone? Cause this is another one we get, uh, I've been pushing video for a while as well. Right. And it's like, but people are scared to do the actual video. What I tell people, it's like, it's just like if I'm talking to you face to face, that's how you have to try and think. 
right? So I'm sure you were a little nervous getting on camera the first time. What could you tell someone? Like, I know you have to do it. You can tell them that. But is there any mind trick you can tell people? Do what you're passionate about. Because, mm -hmm. you, you know, like, what? obviously, I'm passionate about the VA space. So it's very easy for me to, like, get behind my passion and then speak about it. So if you're fired up about it, the nerves kind of like fall to the wayside. Um, so if you do what you're passionate about, it's going right. to be really easy. Yeah, no, great point. Great point. Yeah, that's what I've said. Like, pretend like you're just talking to someone face to face, like you're great. But again, if you're talking about something you're not too passionate about and you're just kind of doing it to do it. Yeah, it's it's not going to come off well, no matter who you are, you know. And people can tell when you're full of crap, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. So if you're really knowledgeable that's going to come through, you know? Uh -huh. So if you know your stuff, you've done your research. Um, one thing I'll do is, is I'll put like a note card right in front of my, like right beside my phone and I'll just ban, like literally have them like bullet pointed right there. And I can hit five points under 60 seconds and I'm out. Boom. Nice. Love it. Love it. Um, all right. So we talked about videos out there in the virtual world, right? You mentioned you do lunch and learns yep. that's face to face. That's in person. I feel like it's all mixed. Like, the okay. virtual world, it's like it's turned into something different. But how important is it still to get belly to belly with people, right? In person, like that means something right now. You need a mix of both. hundred uh, percent. I mean, there's no there's no replacement for a face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. I don't think there ever will be. That's where real relationships are made, um, where people can really get a feel for who you are as a person, which, what your vibe is, what your style is, and and you know what you're all about. Uh, so the people that come to my lunch and learns, like they know me pretty well by the time mm -hmm. they learn, uh, by the time they they leave. Cool. Uh, so I don't think there's any replacement for that. You know, getting, you know, even one-on-one -on -one lunches are, are nice. Um, but the lunch and learns where I can get a group of people together, they're really nice. That That's what I like. And, it, and it's from a time efficiency perspective, also really nice uh, where I can hit, you know, a, a small group of realtors. I've had as much as nine uh, come and I don't have a big office, you know, so yeah. it's actually kind of nice to have like a more of a cozy feel where yeah. I can get really, really like personal with, with, you know, the, the realtors that I'm trying to help. Yeah. I mean, that that's probably, that's a good point. Like, you know, that five to nine type range, because yeah. we don't, I'm sure, you know, you don't need a billion realtors, right? You don't have to cast a wide net. You need to form very good and great relationships with, it could be 10, 15 real estate agents. And that can support your business sometimes okay. as long as you put in that effort. So some people think they got to cast a wide net, really go granular with people, right? 100% agree, man. Yeah, it's all, yeah. it's all about the true relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it comes I, down to you know, if I am if I have a good relationship with somebody, that's way more valuable than having a lukewarm relationship with somebody who you know, probably doesn't care about me. They're mm -hmm. going to probably shot me, you know, whatever the case may be. But if I have a... I, you know, a good relationship with them, then yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I want. And I would think a lot of people don't think about the couple steps it takes to get these you doing the video, right. Virtually allows you to probably have easier conversations in person. Cause they kind of know you if it's the first time you met them, right. Think about it. they kind of know you from online. Now they're meeting you first time, but they already kind of know you. And it's probably easier for you to ask them to come to a lunch and learn too. So like that makes it a little bit easier. 
100% agree, man. I mean, yeah. I, I've had people who, you know, have seen my videos and then they send me DMs and I'll invite them to lunch and learn. And, and, and sometimes they just don't come and that's yeah. cool. Like, that's fine. But what happens is they'll reach out to me for other questions about loans and ultimately like continue to see my content and then be like, oh, I've got a, a VA buyers coming in, you know, next month. Can you help them out? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I would, um, so yeah, like the, I want to get back to lunch and learns a quick. So how, what are you doing or how many are you doing per month? Let's say let's one. start there. All right. One a month. Cool. One in my office. Um, I would like to kind of like target groups, you know, real estate groups, if you will, like, mm -hmm. you know, teams, um, and, and kind of like go to them, um, for, for a big enough team, you know, that, that I could do, like, if I could do another one of those a month, then that would be awesome. Um, I want to teach as much as I can, to, to be honest with you. Sure. Um, once, once a month is kind of where I'm at. If I could do one a week, that would be awesome. Yeah. But that's just kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And one a month I think is, is fine. And then if you break it down to every other week, maybe, I mean, there's only so much time, like, like you said, but, but even just getting one of them, it doesn't cost you much, right? You're probably buying the lunch and it's, you know, five to, it's well worth. There's the, the ROI type type thing right there. I mean, spending a hundred, 150 bucks is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Exactly. Exactly. Nice, man. Um, wow. We're like 40 minutes in already. Is that crazy? See yeah. how it goes? I told you. I told yeah. you. I want, I always ask everyone two questions at the end, right? So hoping to get uh, your ideas on this. So number one, if you are brand new loan officer, like you were at one point, if you're trying to reinvent yourself, which a lot of people are doing right now, what's one or two things that you could tell him or her that they should maybe consider doing? Target a niche. Um, you can't be everything to everybody. Um, you know, the, another reason why I targeted the VA niche is, is because people know me as, as a VA guy, like in, in my area where, where people, where I can, if I talk to a bunch of realtors and I sell everything that I have, I'm really not selling anything but myself. Mm -hmm. But if I sell myself and what I do as a specialty and then they have that need, then they think of me. Mm. So I would absolutely recommend going deep in a niche for whatever people want to do. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to the casting the wide net, right. Of like real estate agents, right. You cast it too far. It's, you know, you have to really start really small and let it kind of expand from there. That's what I found. Right. So that, that, that's great. Start small, find that niche and let it grow from there. Cause it'll lead organically to something else. I would think. Right. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, how about the market next three or five years? We don't have a crystal ball. We don't have to talk about rates, real estate in general. Where do you think our industry goes in the next three or five years? I think that um, what we experienced in the last, like, I don't know, call it seven months, eight months. I think we'll see a leveling off. Inventory is going to continue to be an issue. Mm -hmm. And and then, you know, the deals are going to be harder than a lot of us have experienced in the last two years. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 going to be predominantly purchase focused, of course, which everybody should be anyway. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, with, uh, hopefully we'll see some some refis mixed in, you know, some cash outs, um, mm -hmm. more of a balanced market, if you will. Um, that That's my prediction. I don't think real estate's necessarily going to get easy, but you can still build your pipeline if you're good at what you do. So, um, that's what I've seen, you know, I continue to build my, my sphere, my, you know, my realtor relationships keep growing. Um, so the, the more that I focus on my craft, then, you know, the better I'll be. 
Yeah, so trust the process, stay the course. Like you said, I think it's going to be more balanced the way it should be because it's been weird the past couple years. Yeah. So I really think that, and I think you'll agree, the people that put the work in, stay the course, keep building, uh, they're going to even grow even more in a balanced market, right? So it's kind of tricky. So stay the course, I think is what you're saying, and build. Yeah, man, stay humble, keep working. Nothing is given. Everything is earned. You know, do what you can to, to build your business and have, you know, just just have the, the, the mentality of, you know, you're not entitled to anything and every loan is earned, you know, mm -hmm. and you got to do everything you can to make that loan. Great. Make that experience great. And, and try to get that next referral. And that's the name of the game. Nice. Well, Jason, it was good to, to meet you, talk with you. Of course, if you need anything, uh, please reach out. I hope I can do the same with you. And I hope you have a, a killer 2023, man. Thanks brother. You too. All right, cool, man. Later. All right. Bye. Brokers. Are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get healthcare for your team, submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you will have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait and sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.